welcome to the Almost LA Podcast. My name is Aiden. My name is Audra. We had to do a weird intro because we're talking about some weird stuff today. Aliens. We're aliens. Yep. (laughs) We're going full alien. Goodbye, music. We're not talking about aliens. We're talking about UFOs. Uh, Okay, fine. Okay. I'll give that to you. So we have been on a little hiatus. Mm -hmm. We had, you had finals. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we went on vacation for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And the whole vacation, what did I talk about? Aliens. Aliens. All not aliens, UFOs. UFOs, different. Sorry, D- UFOs. <laughs> I, I, it's just for the past three hours in my ear on all these things I've been watching. It's been like the alien <laughs> safety net, government intel, blah 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 blah. What, alien. What's the alien safety net? <laughs> I don't know. That was just some <laughs> cool words that I've been hearing. I feel like, although safety net probably was not said. <laughs> the alien safety net. Is that for the aliens <laughs> yeah. or for us? Probably for the aliens. They have like a. It seems like we're looking for them so hard that they need some protection. It feels like when you say alien safety net, it feels like when they're jumping out of their UFOs into those big, yeah, those right. big fire. When the firemen put down that big bouncy thing, so they can like fall to earth. That's why they can go so fast, is because they're just falling. Falling into, into earth into the the safety uh-huh. of the the bouncy mattress. Right. Well, that. So already wildly <laughs> off topic. Congratulations <laughs> to both of us. I think it's making me crazy. Okay, so. <laughs> I got into this. This is my fault. I okay. Well, hold on. Let's well, let's pre- let's preface or pre- is it preface or preface? Preface. Is it pregame or pregame? Pregame. Question of the world. Pregame. For, Let me pre-game. preface this by saying, um, I am am always very skeptical of everything when it comes to anything, ever. Okay. That could be questioned. Mm-hmm. For example, I became an atheist when I was in like early seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't believe it. Sorry, Nana. Nana got sorry, Nana. Nana got mad at you. <laughs> Nana got mad, but that's okay. It's okay. And she accepted me eventually. But okay. So as I was watching all of these this stuff, I was still very skeptical. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that I definitely believe happened, and certain things that I don't think happened with all of this information. Okay. And I'm going to definitely the whole time we're talking about this definitely point out the stuff that i don't think is real just to keep a good dynamic going balance a balance of sanity i feel like that will that will be interesting and if it's not just tell me if it's not interesting and then i'll stop okay i'm not gonna like refute everything you say but like i have strong opinions on certain things okay that i feel are valid okay Okay. what was it they said that joe rogan said don't be skeptical because that means you're shutting it down be not open-minded be um that's like open-minded be something anyway and I thought that was kind of interesting. It's like, don't be skeptical, because when you say you're a skeptic, it just means you you have to shut down everything, because you're saying, I don't believe. But if you're open-minded about it, you can kind of keep an open channel of, like, some things might be true, some things might not be true. This might happen. This could mm-hmm. be a possibility. Blah, blah, blah. I'll say certain things are questionable to me. Of course. That's, sounds better. Yeah, because there's people that are crazy out there, you know, mm-hmm. crazy for attention or have a mental right. illness. Um, right. And, you know, there's... I think some legit things and there's some secret things that we're not allowed to know because our government hides everything from us. Right. But I know everything because because <laughs> you're smart. I'm 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 omni- om- omnipotent and you're... also have. OK. OK. I'm ready. Let's so, go. We got started on this because I went down a rabbit hole of Tom DeLonge mm-hmm. and his there's a new show on the History Channel called um, Unidentified. And I kind of went down and I've been interested in this stuff for years. So 
And right. I'll just preface this by growing up, my parents believed in UFOs. My mother, I remember hearing about the Roswell crash as a child because my mother and father worked for the Department of Agriculture and supposedly one of the first people on the scene at the Roswell crash was some kind of like either a soil scientist or somebody associated with like the Department of Agriculture, some kind of scientist, hmm. agricultural guy. And so according to my mother, that was like legitimized for her that this was a real thing, that there were alien bodies, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, and then my father has two friends, um, my mother and father. One was his best friend, Eugene, who was a farmer. And in the 70s, mm. as he was farming at night, he was harvesting at night, he saw a cigar-shaped UFO, UFO come down in his field. And um, he had like a sighting, same story I've heard since I was a kid, never changed, super credible guy, quiet, d down to earth, you know, you know him, whatever. A little bit of a right. drinker, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think every drunk sees like a UFO, so I'm not nope. taking that into account. And then another friend who... It's, it's just that he gets down. Eugene just gets, <laughs> he gets down. He gets down. He got down. Yeah. R.I.P. Eugene. And then right. one of their other friends, Tom, who just passed as well, R.I.P. Tom, he Person was Tom? Um, in the Air Force and he flew mm -hmm. fighter jets um, in Vietnam. And he also was a commercial airline pilot with TWA for a gazillion years. And he used to see things all the time. I just want to say that it's sick to fly planes in Vietnam. Yes. That's so awesome. he is a credible guy. So sick. And he yep. just passed last year, Thanksgiving. Anyway, so I have a firm, healthy, open mind about this whole thing as a child. Right. So um, let's start a little bit about Tom DeLonge. Because I think there's some people out there who thinks he's just off the rails at this point, if you know who he is. He is the guitarist or was a guitarist and vocalist with Blink-182. Blank 182, mm -hmm. which I now just learned today, and Tom DeLong confirmed on Twitter recently, it's not Blink 182, which is how the Americans pronounce it. Apparently, the British pronounce it Blink 182. Blink 182. 182. That was a horrible accent. But, but it's apparently yeah. pronounced Blink 182. What? According to him. But. Well, there should be a dash. Let's be fair that I guess they're kind of jokesters and known for their potty humor and all this kind of stuff. And they sometimes put out crazy stuff and about how they get their names and what it is. So he could be pulling everybody's leg. I don't know. Right. And I just said potty language and pulling leg, which makes me 150 years old. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. But they're a pop punk band that formed in 1992. Aiden mm -hmm. is not a fan. But nope, he's going. My very first girlfriend loved them <laughs> and i have always hated them okay not hated but hence not a good match just never listened to so the, the original members of the band were mark hoppus scott rayner and tom DeLong, and they came out of poway california which is a suburb of san diego so it's not la but we're close but we're kind of stretching it a little bit um 20 years ago they released their huge album and enema of the state um, which launched them like mainstream and it was a, actually a huge success on mtv so that's kind of how they got popular they were big in the mtv culture back then delong left uh blink in the mid 2000s and started a space rock band called angels and airwaves which um, i'd never really heard of but it's tom and the original members were tom dave kennedy and island rubin and that was in 2005 um, and they're still kind of going today. I think there's a couple member changes since then, but those were the original members. So in 2015, I'm pretty sure they they said on when I was reading up a little bit about some some stuff about 
that band, it said that they're like they play stadiums. I guess. Yeah, they're pretty big. I, um, yeah, I guess. I guess some of the early stuff I read in something that Tom had had some surgery. He was addicted to painkillers at one point. So some of the really early stuff sounds super spacey because he was on drugs. Oh, cool. So, you know, whatever. But he's also into UFOs. <laughs> so whatever. So right. in okay. 2015, Tom launched the To the Stars Academy, which is an organization right. devoted to researching UFOs. And that's when everything everyone thought he was crazy, including me. I heard about that and I was like, what a oh, yeah, whack job. But I think there was a big spin to make him look crazy. And even though I believed in everything, I was like, wow, he's gone off the deep end. Um, he's also just a very, I mean, he's hes in an eccentric band. He's an eccentric person. He's an artist. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Eccentric guy. So he, I think if he talked about anything on a podcast, he'd be like, that dude's kind of crazy. So right. there's also that factor to add in. But I do think some of the stuff he well, says when is you ta- Well, when you hear Elon Musk talk, he sounds like a crazy person, too. But I'm not comparing the two. Well, that's because Elon Musk is li- literally a genius, though. Yeah, but I think really smart people who have interest in many different things sometimes can come off as sounding a little a little out there which isn't a bad thing i don't think i think it's kind of cool so um okay then the department of defense released um three videos they are declassified videos between u.s navy pilots and ufos which okay completely That's the pentagon videos right yes those are the pentagon yeah, videos. if you look up pentagon videos on youtube you can see them it's Department of Defense videos. First was the Tic Tac video. It's called Tic Tac video because the UFO in this video looks like a little Tic Tac. And this mm-hmm. occurred off um, on the aircraft carrier USS Nimitz in 2004 off the coast of San Diego. Do then you want to – is this what you have next or do you want to talk about the battle first? No, this is what I have next. Okay. I think maybe I added this before I sent it to you. So just whatever. Okay. So that's the first one. This on YouTube. Then – the next uh, DOD release video was the gimbal video. So it's called the gimbal video. And that was from the USS Theodore Roosevelt in 2015. Again, off the coast of, this one's off the coast of Florida. And then the Go Fast video from 2015, also off of Florida. Um, and then in 2000, so everybody, these were kind of released, you know, at different times. But when the last one re- re- released, I was like, wait a minute, are these all three you know separate videos like what's going on here and then i and then the in 2017 the new york times uncovered the existence of the government that the government had a program um, that they had closed in 2012 called the advanced aerospace threat identification program or atip is mm. what everybody calls it and that ran from 2007 to 2012 and they had two, 22 million dollars in funding that they were given um, to do the research on UFOs, and then when that funding ran out, they closed the program in 2012. Now, so wait, know, that's the thing. That's the thing where the government released stuff that they were actually had been researching UFO stuff, right? Well, they were forced. Is to that admit, that? Yeah, they will. No, they haven't released anything. They were uncovered from the New York Times. You know, right. They, they have these secret programs that they kind of hide. Well, they're mm-hmm. secret, obviously. That and they don't come out with anything until they're forced to, or right. but so that but that's when that the like articles were released and everybody was like, oh look, the government researched aliens or whatever. That right. was that yes, little thing. That was okay. that. Let me jump. Can I jump in here for a second, yes. or do you have more something to say? No, okay. go ahead. So the thing that I was talking about is if I can remember any of this properly, you should probably look it up. It was some TED talk that I watched. Definitely should have sourced it. I'm not going to because I would have to go back a million times on my Safari browser. There's some guy who had been investigating 
like all these like 10,000 it was the number horses and cattle in the midwest would have their organs and blood drained in like surgical weird like things and it was just all gone they would just be found dead on their left side and that was there's like a whole bunch of this stuff so this guy forced like the somebody in the government to launch an investigation they had like 100 people come from the government and investigate it and they found that along the 37th what's it called the 37th parallel Mm -hmm. which is like um is it longitude or latitude i don't know longitude long right yeah well, there's so it runs both. across from basically like Sacramento is kind of like where it starts in the U.S. Mm-hmm. to like Virginia. Right. And it's just a straight line across the the states. Uh, it goes right by Nevada, Arizona kind of thing, goes mm-hmm. through the Midwest and then it goes ends up by Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So most almost every I would assume like major UFO sighting. Mm hmm. They, there's like a huge clump of them that occur along that line, as well as uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. is on the 37th parallel. That's where all the cattle were. And I forgot what I was going to say next. <laughs> and, oh, and Area 51 is right there Area in Nevada. Area 51, right. So, so the, the guy that was investigating these yeah. kept running into some like people that were also like doing – ufo crap and researching out in the in the desert or the midwest there Mm -hmm. so i guess that he said in the the ted talk that i watched that after the government stopped doing the funding Mm -hmm. that they actually look to like private investors and companies like billionaires that invest in like an aerospace program right to do the ufo researching and searching for all this stuff right so they don't have to have like a department or anything they don't have to disclose it eventually yeah Right. So, and plus, there's probably like bent rules that they can have and all this crap. So, yes. I just wanted to throw that in there because you started talking about the yes. end of that thing. So, that there's, so this, we're going to, we could go into a rabbit hole of stuff. So, you're talking about specifically there's cattle, there's cattle um, mutilation, sheep mutilation. So, there's specific, usually ranch or farm mutilation that gets documented because farmers will wake up, come out and be like, holy crap, I've lost, 15 of my animals have been mutilated overnight. And some mm-hmm. people believe that that's UFO related, that they're coming down and either the radiation from the UFO is mutilating the animals or they're doing some kind of experiments on the animals or whatever it is. So that's kind of linked. There has been an incident um, that was proven to be a government testing of some kind of um, like an Agent Orange, but it wasn't Agent Orange, but some kind of like chemical, you know, nerve mm-hmm. agent that they were testing that was sprayed on this guy's ranch. I think it was close to Skinwalker Ranch, which we talked about, but it was a private right. ranch owned by a Native American guy. I knew, I know it was a Native American guy. And y- there's pictures on the internet of it. You can see like his sheep are all like in a pen and they're all dead. I mean, they're all just like laid down in a group and they're yeah. all, they all died overnight. And, and the people who investigated this never found anything. Never, never found anything. It and they never found any linked there's, to anybody right well they they finally came out and discovered that he mm. was getting payments from the government like some kind of payoff so they had been paying him for the damages but there was probably a non-disclosure with that where he couldn't talk about it so there's nothing on the record but i did read that somewhere they found that he was getting paid off somehow to keep was quiet the guy that owned the ranch so he did get compensated for his sheep which means that there was some kind of government involvement that they did something wrong or but they won't admit it right. publicly um so but but what about the all that i mean dude on a ranch fine but what about the ten thousand 
animals a- along it, the 37th parallel. Again, it could be us like doing like government testing of certain gases or nerve agents that they send into the air for war, you know, wars, or it could be, maybe it is UFO. I don't know. But some of them are linked to like government testing. Okay. Of like ner- nerve agents and stuff, and that's why the animals are so we're, we don't die from it, but the animals because they're smaller or whatever they supposedly die of it. Uh, but, a cow is definitely not smaller than a human. Well, neither no, is a horse. But the sheep were. So uh, yeah, so it could be that. Or it okay, could do be, some research on it because I'm I'm inf- uninformed, and somehow you turned into the skeptic, and I turned <laughs> into the believer here. Which, or it could be a rabid coyote. <laughs> just saying that went after like guess, three yeah. animals. So I'm the just most saying. beast coyote of all time. As again, 10, I said I believe in a lot of stuff, but there's a there's both sides. So okay, okay out so, of the rabbit hole, back to what you were saying. Okay, so the program that I was just talking about, yes, they uncovered it. They had to come out and admit it. Twenty two million dollars went to it. They ran out of funding. But as we know from history, there have always been these programs that are secret programs researching UFOs. They shut down and they start up another one. So there was a one back in the day called the, um, the Blue Book Project that was researching UFOs that shut down and then we thought that that was it. And then now we find out that there's this ATIP program. Okay, so there's a history of this. So I'm sure there's another one right now and we'll find out about it later. And we don't know the name yet. So DeLong, he's involved in the show that I talked about earlier. And then there's this other guy called uh, Louis Elizondo, who supposedly worked for this ATIP program and left because he, according to him, he knew so much he had to bring it to the public, you know. But there are some people that claim he didn't work for ATIP, but he is confirmed to have worked at the DOD, which is the Department of Defense, at some point. So we're going to play a couple songs from Alien Related that Tom DeLonge has put out, but then we're all then the next thing we're gonna do is kind of go into some of the history of the UFO encounters that around the Los Angeles area, and kind of go into the history of that. So Aiden right okay. now is gonna play a song from Blink eighty two one Blink eighteen two <laughs> called <laughs> Aliens Exist. You don't even want to play it that long. <laughs> yeah, 31 seconds. <laughs> the last hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> That's my good impression. I just can't listen to it. So that's confirming to me that aliens exist. Thanks, right. Blink. Uh, right. Thanks, Blink182. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> Didn't even need any proof. <laughs> just a song. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> this makes me giddy. I'm sorry. Okay. So. First thing we're talking about is the Battle of Los Angeles. Okay. Now, okay. when I first learned about this, I was like, for sure, UFOs were in the air. And then I researched a bunch of it, and then it burst my bubble. But Me too. it still could be true. Okay. So on February 24th, 1942, two and a half months after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, Los Angeles was on high alert after civilians witnessed a Japanese submarine, the 117, or I-17, I guess, sorry surfaced 12 miles off the coast of Santa Barbara, specifically the Goleta area for anybody that knows Mm. the Santa Barbara area. It's northern Santa Barbara. At 17, uh, sorry, at 17, 17 p.m. You know 17 p.m. That's alien time. (laughs) 17 p.m. (laughs) In the beginning of time. 
at 7 p.m. And this yeah. was in the summer, and it was – sorry, it was in February. Am I drunk? Sorry, February. Yeah, well, you are <laughs> slamming a beer right now. <laughs> I was drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah. That's my little insider secret. I drink a beer during the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm drunk. So at 7 p.m., and according to them, it was still light out, okay? And it was during okay. President Roosevelt's fireside talks, which were radio talks that Roosevelt would give to discuss his policies and also dispel rumors of fake news. So I don't want to hear Trump doing this, but I think Roosevelt, great, do your fireside policies. Right. So um, the submarine fired t- 25 five-inch rounds of artillery shells at Ridgefield Oil Fields facility. Uh, 16 shells went into the Tidewater fields, causing minor damage, about $500. Three hit the sand off of the Bank uh, Bankland Oil Company refinery, and one hit a derrick, causing no damage, and the rest kind of went into the water. So for those of you who don't know, off of Santa Barbara, there is – well, L.A. has oil fields, so um, – Yeah. Which is weird because you'll kind of drive through L.A. and randomly see, like, the oil – Derrick's kind of like pumping oil like the you know the thing like you see like all in Texas and stuff it's a classic and childhood memory of mine yeah you'll just randomly see like two somewhere and whoever's land that is they're making ton they're still getting money out of it and we have the tar pits which we can talk about in another episode which have been there forever the oil, the tar pits and there's dinosaurs in it and the whole thing and then off the coast all you know Santa Barbara and everywhere there are oil rigs out there so when you're in the at the beaches um you'll see you know, they have to build so far out, then you'll see along the horizon all these, like, oil fields out there. And then certain really beaches... kills the view. It does kill the view. And then certain certain beaches are very tarry at certain times of the year. So you'll go down the beach yeah. and walk along the beach, and you'll get this tar stuck to the end of your bottom of your feet. It's really gross. So yeah. they attacked that. Um, no one was hurt, uh, but it was the first time the U.S. mainland had been attacked by a foreign power since the War of 1812. So completely freaked everybody out especially after pearl harbor was so damaging and all that so four japanese and one italian um were taken into custody um and for 25 miles along the coast a blackout was imposed so anytime there was like a threat after pearl harbor the the like the policy was to like go blackout so if anybody was attacking they couldn't see what they were shooting at or whatever so for more than two hours after the attack, yellow flares were being sent up over Ventura, they believe from probably the submarine. And then also radars showed as the submarine headed south to at Los Angeles, the actual sub was flashing lights. So they believe that they were signaling somebody on the shore, um, you know, enemy people, you know, secret agents, whatever it was back in the day. So at that point, uh, Los Angeles was told by the naval by naval intelligence to prepare for another possible attack. So everyone was on freakout mode. And yep. around 2 a.m. on February uh, 25th, military radar picked up a supposed enemy threat 120 miles west of L.A. And air raid sirens blared and the citywide blackout went into effect. At 3.16 a.m., military searchlights started scanning the skies. And troops, they, they kind of honed in on something. And there's a famous picture, which I'll post on Instagram, of the searchlights up, uh, focused on something, and the troops started firing over 1,400 rounds of 12.8-pound anti-aircraft shells and 50-caliber machine guns into the sky. Reports from a lieutenant with binoculars saw three Japanese aircraft flying in a V formation about 9,000 feet in the air. 
another lieutenant in Long Beach saw a V formation of aircraft with his binoculars as well at a height of 6,725 yards. And um, many saw, there's many, many reports of this large balloon shape floating through the air along like Santa Monica, LA, and Long Beach. And it looked like it had a red flare on the bottom of it. Right. And then there was one cuckoo claim of a Japanese craft crashing on a street in Los Angeles, in Hollywood somewhere. So those were the people on drugs, even though it was (laughs) the 40s. Well, I think that was just the panic. A coastal artillery man named Charles Patrick said he saw, quote, six planes and shells bursting all around them, unquote. And when the smoke cleared, there were no downed enemy craft and no evidence of enemy fire from the plane or anywhere. So nothing so the smoke cleared and there was damage every round everywhere from long beach up to la and beverly hills um and it was all from our own artillery stuff it was friendly fire there were broken windows buildings and cars were hit with shrapnel and some homes were partially damaged um there were reports of like one report i read there was a um an empty bed and a bomb had come through the house and just crashed through the ceiling and dropped on the bed and just blew up so the half the house was gone um it was crazy so a lot of buildings had like chunks of the building taken out so three people died in car crashes during the chaos um oh damn really i didn't know that yeah they went to blackout (laughs) and apparently a milk truck like rear-ended somebody and there was like a pile up somewhere and there was another crash so three people died in crashes, and then two people died from heart attacks during this the okay. hour-long shooting. Right. Um, so five people total, and we're all civilian, obviously, um, deaths. One man got an eight-inch um, gash on his scalp and um, was taken to the hospital and had I like a bunch it. of stitches. He was walking down this, the sidewalk in front of a Bank America building, and a bomb landed right in front of him, exploded in shrapnel, cut his head open. So it was imagine that, right? It was pretty serious. So people were completely losing their minds. Um, So immediately after this, like the next day, military personnel came out with conflicting stories. So the Secretary of Navy, Frank Knox, claimed it was a false alarm and, quote, war war nerves. The Secretary of War, Henry um, Stimson, said at least 15 Japanese planes flew over the city. And then the Army General, George C. Marshall, said it may not have been enemies at all, but enemy agents using commercial airplanes. So not enemy airplanes, but enemy people using our own commercial airplanes that they, like, stole from somewhere to try to do psychological warfare campaign, like, against L.A., Um, which, whatever. Japan later denied flying any aircraft over L.A. during World War II. So after the war was over, they were like, look, we did the the Santa Barbara thing because you caught our guys, but we didn't do anything over L.A. Um, But some speculate that they're still lying and there's some, like, secret thing somewhere that they did do it. But I don't know why Mm -hmm. they wouldn't come out and just say they did it now because they didn't didn't do anything, which is weird. So why would you do it to Santa Barbara, have claims coming down that the submarine's on the way? a threat and then nothing happens unless because malibu's in the middle and there's a underwater alien base in malibu <laughs> okay, okay. yes no hold on to that <laughs> yeah right so, so theories at the time hold on included okay. that there was a japanese base in mexico because all everybody said that the planes or craft or whatever it was these unknown unidentified crafts were coming from the north 
and then flying down south towards Mexico. Um, some people thought it was a practice raid, which is insane because we obviously just heard about the people dying and all the, the damage it caused throughout L.A. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that to civilians in a major city of two million people at the time? Um, and there was a, some people thought it was a raid to a fake raid to make Southern California, their war industry look bad so they can move it inland, which is another stupid thing. But some say it was a UFO. And Aiden, do you want to talk about the Malibu alien base? <laughs> well, first of all, these <laughs> theories. So the, the most probable one is the balloon, that it was a weather balloon. Right. Well, that's what, hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself. So let me finish oh, by saying, okay. hold on. So in the picture, so the UFO thing comes from specifically a picture on February 26th that was posted in the LA Times after the attack. So the next day, there's a famous photo that I'll post on Instagram of the spotlights focusing in on something in the sky. And people think there's a UFO in the middle of these spotlights, okay, where they intersect. Now, it was routine at the time for newspapers to retouch photos to improve the black and white contrast, okay, because it was 1947, obviously. I'll post the original picture. You really, I can't see really anything. You can see, well, you can see, you can see definite lights above the spotlights, but that could be artillery firing, you know, like blasting in the sky. Yeah, that's the explosions because they go a certain amount of um that some people claim that they could see a craft in the middle of the spotlight but i tend to not see things anyway four years later the official fourth air force um history document confirmed that the attacks run an unidentified craft um and i'm going to read an article right now from the los angeles times in october 29th 1945 so they came out with this official report saying we here's what we think happened and i read the whole article and i still don't know what happened so it didn't confirm anything for me so this general lieutenant general john l dewitt who was the commanding general of the fourth army and 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 the western defense command at the time of the attack on the basis of the report submitted to his headquarters declared quote it has been definitely ascertained that the blackout and anti-aircraft firing in the Los Angeles area on the morning of February 25th, 1942 were caused by the presence from of one to five unidentified airplanes. While it is possible that these airplanes were launched from Japanese submarines, it is more likely that they were civilian or commercial planes operated by unauthorized pilots. Okay. So that is the official report that came out from the guy who was running that area four years after the attack. He's confirming that there was unidentified airplanes in the sky, but he doesn't know where they came from, okay? Now, there was no commercial airplane in the skies report at the time. That was has always been confirmed. And then, fast forward like 40 years later in 1983, another Office of Air Force history paper document came out saying, that it was weather balloons that were released prior to the battle to determine weather conditions. So that's where the weather balloon came out, but that came out in 83. Mm. Okay, so no one said anything about weather balloons at all until 1983. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, okay. what were you going to say about weather balloons? Well, um, of all the theories, what do you... So what do you I, I came up with a few things. This was shortly after um, Pearl Harbor. Right, two and a half months. So, in World War II, mm-hmm. 
uh, FDR, I think. Mm-hmm. Your favorite war. Right. He he did the whole, uh, what were the ca- camps called for Japanese Americans? Concentration camps. Well, internment camps, concentration right. camps. Just so the official term is uh, yes. said. So I'm, I don't know how much, I mean, I'm, I'm basing this as off of like thinking about how UFOs are crazy theories right. that have just been legitimized over the years because it's such a crazy thing, whatever. The right. government has done crazy things. So just thinking about all the possibilities. A weird one that I thought about could have been this was completely all entirely staged by the U.S. government, super high up. Even people that were generals running this whole thing, shooting the guns, didn't know, whatever, to place more fear. Like, the the Japanese are going to attack us repeatedly on our homeland. Because, like, when you hear about it in Hawaii, it's like, ah, it's in Hawaii, it's America, but, like, not at the time. But, oh, it's kind of scary, whatever. Like, not, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like... It's scary. Everybody cries because they're all patriotic. But somebody living in L.A. is going to be way more scary if you actually do get to attack in L.A. Because right. it's like, oh, then they're attacking the mainland. Like, now we're actually scared. We have to kill these guys. Right. I f- so my crazy theory is that in order to place more fear and propaganda on Japanese Americans so you can put them in internment camps or legitimize going to war more, mm-hmm. you did this. But that's most definitely not true. Huh. Well, The weather I, balloon I, thing. You know what? I don't know. You might have a... Well, if they're going back to this was a planned attack, you know, like Mm -hmm. for propaganda to put Japanese in internment camps because now we're on the mainland, then that could be. But that's also like the the false flag kind of stuff, which I don't believe happens, you know, but who knows? I don't know. Um, Yeah. Which is... That's why I'm saying it's like I thought about it and I was like, maybe. The only thing I don't understand is like why risk, you know... Dam- the, the the damage to the city and all this stuff if you're going to bomb your own city basically is what we ended up doing and killing yeah. innocent people you know to just you know to just be able to intern these you know Japanese citizens that are American right. that were there Americans there has to be more of there, that's why it, it kind of falls through because there has yeah. to be more of a motive because be, there's only know. going to war which we had already done right so like if we atomic bombed the whole island of Japan the next day or something right the fdr was like oh they're attacking us let's just kill literally every citizen mm-hmm. then it would make sense that it was like okay a few american lives for killing every single japanese person just getting right. the war over with but that's literally like crazy that's not not whatever. right well anyway so just just to let you know mm-hmm. like a few months after that or a couple weeks after that they did attack two places in alaska on the aleutian islands which is right there and then another island like or another um, land-based area which I can't remember so they were there was a threat to the west coast I realistically it probably was Japanese planes I, I don't you think so maybe from the or something coming up from the submarine but mm-hmm. as we saw from the Santa Barbara attack they didn't cause any damage nothing happened so they either and some guys got caught so they either had to go through their you know, continue with their plan of going to L.A. and trying to attack L.A., but nothing reached anything. But then again, we didn't find anything. So why didn't we find anything? And if there was stuff in the air and people saw things, they either just flew over to freak us out, but why miss the opportunity to destroy some stuff when you've already destroyed some of our stuff? That's what it doesn't make sense. Why would you waste the opportunity if you had it? I think, so if there were planes... Somehow they got away and whatever. 
Yeah. Okay. Either way, that caused panic. If it was weather balloons, the whole mysterious thing about the weather balloon, because I watched that video you sent me, they were talking mm-hmm. about, oh, it was the the theory that from, like, west in the, in the Hollywood Hills somewhere, at least that's where it looked like it was getting released, they released a weather balloon, mm-hmm. it went up, and then... Um, because like some generals said that they saw the the some general singular right. said that they saw the weather balloon float just like float away and be fine right and like not get completely right blown up by fourteen thousand artillery right. shells which makes no sense right and then some other general was like nah like fourteen hundred literally destroyed it right um makes no sense but then there was like so then there's this whole thing about not having any like if there were planes or a weather right. balloon not having any like crap the on wreckage. the ground to find after you right. shot it down a weather balloon by 1400 artillery shells is going to right. be incinerated right like it's just going to melt and be gone into right. the air like right. there's nothing you're not gonna be able to find anything planes sure but it doesn't seem like it was planes because also planes would have been completely shot down but probably not incinerated you would have been able to find something right well and also if it if it was it, if it was like enemy spies that were here and they were signaling to them and they stole airplanes first of all where's the sold an airplane and also they were doing kamikaze missions why would you not just drive your airplane into an la landmark or a neighborhood you uh, know to cause fear at that point i don't know if they were so doing kamikaze i don't buy missions. i don't buy that so i think the kamikaze came later in the okay war i'm pretty sure all right well anyway so that just goes back to as we just an example of you can't come to the conclusion we don't know so the unknown becomes a ufo thing because you can't explain it there's no official document saying this is exactly what it is because the documents right. still say it could be one of these three things it could have been a weather balloon it could have been a commercial airplane that wasn't supposed to be up there and they have to say it wasn't supposed to be up there because there was no faa you know um, record of any plane being in the air at that time because they were preparing for a battle. So, of course, why would you fly a commercial airplane through an area where you were preparing for a battle from the night right. before? You know, or it was, you know, it was the Japanese airplane. And and why would you fly over here, do nothing, and leave? You know. Um, yeah. And then also, later why, on, would you, why would you attack L.A. with three planes? Right. You have to have a little more, like, <laughs> right. power than that. And if you had 15 planes, then do something. So, I don't know. So, there, there becomes right. the conspiracy theory that there was a UFO up there. It took off. It had a force feel around it. That's why we couldn't shoot it down. You know, this whole thing. Um, okay. So now we're going to play, just to kind of break this up, to talk about a couple other things. Aiden's going to play a song from Angels and Airwaves, and it's called Be- Behold a Pale Horse, which is UFO-related song. Yeah, I guess. It's uh, the thing I read on it is it's got a lot of, like, biblical stuff in it. Apparently, the title is in a biblical verse and like some book thing that I'll I'll read after. Okay. Skip forward a little bit.
so right at the end there, there was some of the weird lyrics about like seven angels, biblical stuff that scares me to hear. Um, <laughs> the title references the Bill Cooper conspiracy book of the same name, as well as the biblical verse in Revelation 6 8, which okay. is how tall I am. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. That's also a conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> Touche. So, <laughs> So the next thing um, happened at Edwards Air Force Base, which is about an hour and a half north of L.A. So on top of, like, we have all these Lockheed Martin, all these um, aerospace companies in L.A., World War II, and then you have Edwards Air Force Base, which is an hour and a half north of L.A., and then you also have Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is another, like, three hours north of L.A., which is close to us. Vandenberg is where they do all the SpaceX stuff and i yep. thought the world was ending one day when they sent yeah. up a what did they said they sent up that's happened a couple times they send up their they're like they're um they're, they're launching it? satellites i'm pretty sure yeah it was a satellite but this one had like that plume of like it looked like a mushroom it looked like a mushroom cloud and then a mushroom cloud and then another mushroom. it's it's definitely weird we have pictures of them because we see them all the time yeah live but the first time base. i saw one i literally it was the first time I, my body went into panic mode of like the world's ending. We have to right, prepare. Yeah. You were at work at the gas station. I called yep. you. I was like, get home right now. I was like freaking out because my yep. initial reaction was we all have to die together. So everyone has to come home <laughs> so right, we can yeah. all die at home together. And I was like, mom, I can't just leave my job. You raised me right. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumping um, gas. But also North Korea, I'm pretty sure for that one because had just done some weird crap. Like they had just remember they had just tested like a. A missile or something yeah so you called me and you and we were talking about like the north korea like yeah because it looks like it's like a ig like it was like a streak yeah and then it, it had like the glowing like super it fiery glows, like and then it ball. plumes like a weird it's yeah not and then there's like a it's weird there's like a ring around it yeah like, it's like a if you imagine like a arc of the of the trail and then the ball of light at the end so it looks like a tadpole yeah and then around the tadpole is like a weird like ghostly like glowing it's almost like an, um, it's thing. Like an umbrella thing that comes it's down. so weird it and then weird. part of it was what fell into the ocean yeah which is like that the launcher or whatever like the yeah they drop off into the ocean so there's like a thing like separate to it and it just and it like moving slowly and like yeah. glowing and it's just like terrifying You're like what is that yeah there was a lot of calls into yeah. a lot of you know the like authorities of like what's going on because people freaked out and it was in the paper they're like we're not being attacked by aliens literally what the paper yeah. said the next day so spacex perfect example of privatizing space programs what's going on so we don't know what's going on so that's the new thing i think that's probably happening is a lot of this stuff will be privatized and so they don't have to tell the public what's happening so mm -hmm. anyway um on may 3rd 1957 while testing the landing gear of a new aircraft uh, crew members see a um, saucer-like craft hovering near them in the sky. Again, it didn't have any wings, no tail, no propulsion system. Um, they were using a camera at the time to test this landing gear. So they just happened to have a camera, which was amazing. Sorry, what it, year is this? 1957. Okay. So they took still pictures, and they also took a motion picture of this hovering craft. It was just basically sitting there from the what I read. They immediately went, and then it just like took off. Um, they immediately reported the craft to Captain Gordon Cooper, who was their immediate like dude. 
and they showed the film to him and the pictures and the Cooper immediately calls the Pentagon to inform of, um, of, of the incident and they immediately seize all the footage for analysis, quote unquote analysis. Uh, the Pentagon never follows up. We never hear anything about it again and the footage and images are never returned. So it just completely goes away. Six years later, Cooper orbited the Earth 22 times on the Mercury Atla um, Atlas 9 mission. And he maintained for years that the government regularly covered up UFO encounters. And he documents a bunch of his own sightings um, from when he was flying in his memoirs that came out in, two in 2000. Which I thought was credible and interesting. So now I'm going to talk about Aiden's um, UFO experiences a little bit. Mm. On specifically the place, Catali Santa Catalina Island, mm -hmm. which is 25 miles southwest of LA, um, which anybody can go visit. They have a little town called Avalon right there. Um, a lot of the kids here that live close to the beach, um, up and down the coast of LA, down to Long Beach, Ventura, Santa Barbara, uh, they take like a weekend, it's a weekend trip, right, over to Catalina Island. Yeah, I think it was like a little longer than that. It's a long weekend. You Maybe leave like a Thursday or like a, a Wednesday and you come back Monday, basically. So it's like four or five days or something. Yeah. And they go snorkeling and hiking and there's a um, nature preserve on there. And they um, there's like a, there's a casino there, right? That Avalon Casino. There's a... F oh, I don't know. Something I wasn't like that. at the casino. Um, anyway, Catalina Island has long been rumored to have like a ton of UFOs. So two yeah. specifically that I'm going to talk about. One on April 15th, 1966, there was a report of a silent silver disc. You can see this video on YouTube. Really? Yes. It has oh. no tail or wings. Again, no propulsion system. Was filmed over Catalina Island and it was estimated going 130 to 170 miles an hour now this was in 1966 and it's a it literally looks like a silver tic-tac um then on two years later on december 29th 1968 a guy named paul al i think it's alon a-l-l-i-o-n-e who's a local resident of the island claimed to see a ufo um in this exact same area that the 1966 event happened and he saw a disc that had linear bright lights on it so basically like a line of individual lights like kind of a light stick as you will attached to like a disc shape and he said it tilted and rotated so it wasn't a, a airplane or anything like that that kind of goes you know just linear flying or you know up and like diagonally like taking off or landing or whatever this mm -hmm. like rotated 360 and then hovered over the ocean and then like quickly disappeared yeah. He immediately reported it and was told when he called in that they had been receiving numerous calls about the same thing. So a ton of people saw it. And then later a report came out. They were saying, not a UFO, guys. You're all crazy. It was a weather balloon once again sent up by some college students that nobody knows who the college students were. There was no report of it, whatever, of what they were doing. And I don't know why college students are sending up weather balloons, but maybe that was a thing. But that's the right. go-to. Okay. So those were the two first incidents that kind of brought the attention to the Catalina Island UFOs. Then um, when the National Archives released some of the Blue Book, uh, Project Blue Book documents, which I talked about earlier, which was at the time the um, Air Force's secret UFO investigation unit, which was during the years of 1952 and 1969. So they had their, and again, that's the secret project that was going on back then. 
they had numerous accounts, like tens and tens and tens of uh, accounts of UFOs on Catalina Island, and you can read those all online. It's a humongous document, but if you type in Catalina Island or Avalon or whatever, you can see the different um, reports that come up. Some of them, the way that those certain UFO reports work, if you're ever kind of investigating something, is they'll say the date, the time, the person, or unknown, a little description of the event, and then they'll either say they can't confirm it, or we think this was a weather balloon, or we think this was other military, you know, blah, 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 in the area. So they'll try to kind of give an account and kind of um, confirm it, or they'll say... um, you know, they can't figure out what this is. And that becomes like then a legitimate UFO that can't be explained. Okay, so that's kind of how that works. So interestingly, um, the thing I find most fascinating, um, on Catalina Island, the newspaper is called the Catalina Islander. They mm-hmm. reported that in the afternoon of July 8th, 1947, so before those two famous incidents, and this was in the paper on that day, at 9.30 in the morning, a number of people on the island watched two groups of three, quote, flying discs over Avalon, which is Catalina's little town, and they ended up disappearing over the Pacific Ocean. They came from the Los Angeles mountains, went over Avalon, and kind of floated, and then went high speeds, and were discs, again, with, like, no, no wings, no tail, whatever, and then flew out into the Pacific Oceans. So they three- came from the L.A. side? LA side and then out into the open ocean over Catalina Island. So three of these witnesses were experienced Air Force veterans. They all were in war. One vet had flown more than 35 bombing missions over Germany, and he estimated the craft was going 850 miles per hour. This is in 1947. Jesus. Um, Interestingly, this is what makes it crazy to me, that was the same day that the infamous Roswell crash happened. Really? And this was in the morning, and the Roswell crash happened later that day. So it's not like there was panic about Roswell. It hadn't even been known to the public yet. So because of all these incidences on Catalina Island, there's so many of them, Catalina now has a boat tour that you can go on, and it's it's called a UFO tour. (laughs) Oh, really? Go to Catalina Island. There you go. So that kind of, those are kind of the, I was trying to search more. I was like, oh, my God, maybe I'll have so many reports of UFOs in LA that it, you know, I won't be able to figure out which ones to talk about. Um, I think because there's so many military stuff around here and because people are, you know, whatever, there's a lot of reports. Um, a lot of them get blamed on people with mental illness. So they're kind of discredited. So those are like the most famous ones, interestingly, in that area. Um, the Malibu thing that you were talking about or that I sent you a video on to kind of look at was supposedly um, off the coast of Malibu, specifically the Point Doom area, 2,000 meters below, um, down below is this shelf, and you can look it up on uh, Google Earth. The coordinates are I actually looked it up on Google Earth and yeah. found it. You can see there's everyone thinks it's a platform and then below it look like columns. So people think it's like an alien base. And because we can't go that far down to research, investigate it because we can't get down that far yet. Yeah, I think we can. We we got down to like the bottom of the Mariana Trench, but probably just no one wants to do it. Well, 
I watched it's a show. It's not interesting enough to some billionaire, you know. Rob Lowe had a sh- TV show for a couple episodes with his two kids that went on specifically UFO places. and they Is Rob Lowe an alien? <laughs> he might be. Yeah. I actually like the show. It was only on for one season. But they went down. This is the first time I'd heard about it. They went to research this, and they couldn't get down that far. They could kind of take pictures, but it still it shows the exact same images you can see from Google Earth. And they'll yeah. do the coordinates, whatever. So from certain angles, yes, it looks like a platform. It looks like underneath you could fly a saucer into it. And it's like a cave that you could have like a secret underwater alien base, which would be super cool. And that right. explains a lot of stuff that happens in Malibu. Yep. But from other angles, you can see that it's it's just the the natural geological like formation of, you know, the the area underwater there so i even i can see that it's not anything so i'll let you on in on a little secret about the la boys club it's actually (laughs) our man cave for all of the la guys and we just go down there on saturdays and hang (laughs) it's your malibu hangout (laughs) yeah exactly and you'd ride your pch up there you ride your surfboards down there yeah yeah we put jets on the back of our surfboards that's super cool rocket into the you hang hang 10 down to the cave and have yeah. have bro time yep so other celebrities who believe in ufos i thought this okay well you were going to talk about my catalina oh thing. right oh right so aiden's catalina thing you talk about it because yeah. it was your thing so aiden right, right, right. you've seen two ufos i guess yeah the, the, i've never the, seen the, anything i believe it and i don't see anything i haven't seen anything well they here's the trust thing. me i know what i saw this is the thing that's frustrating about these like ufo like people's stories and stuff Everybody that's about to hear what I'm saying can, like, not believe me in a second. I could be lying, but I'm not. And it's just weird to, like, tell a story that somebody else is, like, probably just going to be like, whatever. So Who cares? take it or leave it. This is what happened to me. I remember it. Um, so the first one, the, the thing that was, like, the thing that was probably just, like, a military plane is we were actually at home. I was at a friend's house where we live mm-hmm. with a bunch of the boys coincidentally to bring full circle with the boys yeah our malibu bros were hanging out um and we were just like sitting around the fire in his backyard and there was a light in the distance coming towards vandenberg you know in the direction of that which is probably 45 minutes from his house um and it was just coming and we were like joking about it whatever we got the binoculars out because it looked weird and then it got closer and it went directly over us it was like pretty much silent like a low humming it was like a big black plane with some lights on it is what it looked like you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Both of these things that I've seen were just like low and quiet, and it just right. went right over us, and we were like, "What?" And I looked through the binoculars when it went over and whatever. How big do you was, think it was? It was pretty. It it was like smaller than a like a commercial airplane you'd get on, mm-hmm. but also not shaped like that. It was like just a weird. Sh- I'm not gonna try and describe the shape. Was it? You know what I mean, I just was saw it, it was an weird. oval? Was it? Was there wings nah, on it, it? It it was. It looked like um. It was more like triangular, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like but a the problem bird. with the problem with the yeah, like but the problem with the, the nighttime stuff is you can see you're judging that the shape of the the aircraft based on the the lights, lights. that are on it, and there's right. only a few lights on right. this one. So I was like, that's what it looked like the shape was, but also it could have been a circle with a triangle light pattern or whatever, you know? Right. What was the, the first one. What, what was the color of the lights that you saw on that one? It was regular ass lights. Just white. White See lights. most most aircraft. If you look at aircraft, they have white lights and they have green and red. Yeah, like none of that. Aircraft and they blink no. and whatever, and they have, and then you can see the wings and whatever. The interesting thing with with you know the people that have legitimate you know 
it's either things our government is working on secretly that we don't know about and they're just mm -hmm. testing stuff which is a huge possibility for everything that we're talking about that's what i think this one was even though it was weird. um they're silent they're slow and then they go super fast they can stop on a dime they hover like a helicopter yeah. you know they're, but they're silent you know or they go in rotating directions that you can't you know things that are what we think normal aircraft of our knowledge of what we think we have as aircraft and in our military presently what we know about as civilians are told can't happen right but it doesn't mean it's not experimental it doesn't mean it's not things that we're working on secret it doesn't mean it's not things that we use in military that we can't know about all legitimate things but it's the silent slow slow to fast stopping on a dime hovering all that kind of stuff that we can't really do right so that's cool so then then the catalina one which goes to our catalina stuff so the Cat the catalina thing was i was basically this this involves me and my friend william my childhood friend uh who's loves actual punk rock not blink 182 he's very hardcore <laughs> stick and poke tattoo gnarly dude mohawk always anarchy guy cool dude he doesn't have so, one now because i saw him the other day really no does he shave no. his head nope he looks legitimate now like a real he's skinhead at, nope he's out of high school and he looks normal really yeah sorry he'll william himself, he'll be fine Gotta <laughs> love that kid. um so we were what grade was it sixth grade or seventh grade yeah, seventh or eighth grade when you go out to the Catalina thing. Mm -hmm. It's on the yeah, school trip. So You're on the school trip we out were, there. Um, we had the the the, uh, the things that like it kind of had been leading up to like we were joking about, like we had got on the topic of aliens actually somehow already. So like during the trip we were roomed together, we were hanging out, we were talking about alien stuff. A few different times we saw like military planes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I ever told you this. No. I, I took pictures of some of this stuff on my water camera phone. I don't know if you can process them or not because I still mm -hmm. still have it. T you told me that. I still day, have right? the undeveloped film. Yeah. Yeah, you should try and I develop don't. it because I remember going onto the camera and then none of these pictures being there after, which is probably just, I don't know if that's you know some alien wiping my ca camera or. <laughs> of course whatever. it is. <laughs> um, but so I saw like a few like just military aircrafts, like the big one we saw was like a big AC-130. But mm -hmm. without the A, no like missiles or anything. It's like a C-130 big carrier plane that was coming. We were on because we were on the side. If you go onto the beach, yeah, you'd be facing L.A. Like you'd be looking towards the coast. So you're because so, you're in, you're in Avalon. You're staying at Avalon. I don't know. We, no, we we went to some campsite. Oh, okay. It was away from the main town, like to the okay. right. I looked I looked it up early on Google Images and I found it because it's like a little okay. bay kind of thing. Um. So. I also we also saw and this this stuff was in daytime the planes whatever um we also saw it was like another like c-130 i think it was and there was like they were like refueling so it's two planes on top of each other flying oh cool, we, we, cool. this is but what this is what i thought was weird mm -hmm. it was two planes on top of each other refueling when you're what 11 miles from lax oh yeah that's true or and any, like or mil and like military whatever yeah, vandenberg, vandenberg and edwards yeah that's weird refueling right 10 miles from the coast that's weird um so i don't know what that was about but we were also talking about i don't know can we talk about any kent's stuff yeah well finish your so what did you see with well the, I, night on catalina so we were talking about aliens like before and ufos right. and all this stuff 
and they're like, oh, well, I, I believe in whatever. And like, uh, my, like my, I, one of my family members has fixtures, blah, 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 all oh, this stuff. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then Catalina has bioluminescence, mm -hmm. which is where you just, there's some like chemical reaction in the, in the, uh, ocean. Was it just the bacteria in the ocean or the, yeah. the like the plankton in the ocean that right. at nighttime you kind of swipe your hand and it's, it glows. So right. we do, you do a night snorkel when it's like you get, they give you little water, uh, water resistant flashlights. You go out with a group and an instructor. So me and William, William's, a, uh, as, as I said before, is very punk rock, adventurous. I'm a follower, so we were just being adventurous. <laughs> so the group goes out into the water. And we go, like, away from shore. Um, we're at a campsite, so it's not like there's a ton of lights on shore. It's, like, really dark except for the flashlights. Kind of scary. It's yeah. water at nighttime. So me and William, like, break off from the group because we want to go look for stuff. William you know and I, I mean? by the way. William and I. William and I break off from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, we go, I remember seeing like a, I think, I think it was like a bat ray or something they told us was there, like a little, uh, like animal in the ocean, which scared the crap out of me because it was directly below me and it's nighttime, you shine your flashlight and there's like a weird shape. That yeah, was scary. Un underwater alien. Okay. Yeah. So the, the craft that we saw while we were broken off from the group, we, we, it was the same sort of thing. It was coming from the LA side. Was it Dead up in the sky or in the water? In the sky, like, but I mean, oh, okay. I remember it being, I don't know, thirty feet above the water. I mean, it was mm -hmm. like, it was like if it was during the daytime, it would have blocked the sun out, and you would have been in pitch black for a second. It was like real close, right. okay. And it was just a the same sort of thing, a, a big like mass shape, low, and it was silent except for like a little like. You know what I mean, like a tiny yeah. little sound for a huge, like a hum like a small humming sound, little humming, little lights on it, except they were much dimmer, mm -hmm. and it just slowly like went right over us, and it just and then it was just gone. We took we tried to take pictures of it or whatever. We like we freaked out. Um, nobody else saw it. We were away from the group. Um, that's crazy. And every yep. every every uh. Once in a while during high school, I would like I'd ask him. I'd be like, "Hey, William, remember when we saw that UFO at Catalina?" He was like, "Yeah, that was crazy, man." Yeah, like we just you guys both are, remember the you story. You guys don't talk about thing. it, and then you kind of like freak out yeah. about it a little bit, yeah, because yeah, we both scared you. We have the same story, so that's what I saw. You know, whatever it was, I don't know, but it was very unnatural and like very weird. Yeah just all the stuff that was going on and then seeing that you were very into planes at that time too like you, in world war ii and so you know a little bit about i don't know what all those military stuff is but that's cool yeah yeah so my brother um lives at the foothills of superstition mountain and he goes out at nighttime and has numerous footage of weird things in the sky i haven't personally seen he shows he's shown aiden he's and he's convinced there's either some kind of weird military thing going on there because that's all either national park or private land. Um, yeah. And there's no mil there's military land farther out. Um, but he has stuff, lights, like fast hovering things, like a couple of things that he's shown Aiden. He's convinced there's either yeah. some UFO stuff going on out there or some kind of weird testing of stuff going on at the super Superstition Mountain Range. I don't know. If, which is kind gotten, of a spooky place to be anyway because it's a crazy... Has he gotten rid of it at this point? I th he lost it. Um, he, there was a, He had a house fire, but he lost it. But um, yeah, I, see, I think he's got stuff since then because he goes out there all the time. He All, he, all he, of that's 
Go ahead. Yeah. Well, because he just he he's one of those guys that goes out for a week and hikes and camps out for by himself solo and stares up the sky with a fire and his dog and and all that kind of stuff. So he's seen some crazy stuff in the sky. Yeah. So. The, all of that stuff that he showed me, like the 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 thing that I saw with my eyes, mm-hmm. is less legitimate than all the stuff that he showed me because that the, the stuff seen. that he had was like, I remember like. Just because it, 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 like, it, like, shook me to my core so much seeing all the stuff that he had. <laughs> I remember, like, I just remember all of it clear yeah. as day. Like, just weird, like, little, like, like, an Apache helicopter, like, in, like, in the desert that he was filming from, like, the mountain. Like, he was on, mm-hmm. like, a hill. Mm-hmm. And he's filming, and then you can see, the, like, the little town, and there's, like, just, like, a Apache military helicopter, like, doing, like, these crazy, like, just going in, like, circles and doing, like, this erratic flying behavior. Around something? Like a, around like this little like hovering disc thing like just a ufo like straight up like the stuff that i saw could have been like a military plane whatever to a secret military base this stuff was like it's like straight up like oh there's a ufo he just filmed a ufo and then there's like apache helicopter going around it and then the helicopter moved and it just goes zip and leaves the screen like just goes straight to the left like everybody says that's crazy i need he filmed one he was like walking and it was like he zoomed in a little bit and it was like even closer a little disc yeah and it was like brown you could see like it was so so clear that you could see like the sun hitting it off of it like i've never seen like of all the ufo like supposed footage on the internet it was crazy another one was like um this like he was like it's like pictures of the side of this like i can't remember if it was pictures or videos but it was following this like like circle like this like um Almost like it looked like a God, I don't and know, like a like your finger, just yeah. like cut your finger off that kind of shape, like long cylinder, like a cigar. Like, like a lot of people used to say, a cigar shaped stuff. Cigar, yeah, like a cigar shape. That one video that's like called a tic tac because it's these long oval kind of shapes, mm-hmm. like a disc, like a flat disc kind of thing. And this one was like it was like just a light though. It wasn't like a a ship or anything. And it yeah. was like he just like filmed just, it. It was on the side of a hill, and it was just like moving up the side of the hill like just kind of hovering above the ground and then yeah. it, the the next like picture uh, on the top of the hill when it finally got to the top of the hill it's like this it was like this weird clear as day this like weird golf cart looking thing with just like regular like it was just like like this weird shape i've never seen anything like that before but mm-hmm. it was like that size and yeah. then straight up some like thing gets out and it's just standing there next to the golf cart like looking around and it literally like like the gray alien i don't it's just your it, it's face so, is so <laughs> it's so believable to, to to like like all the stuff that he sees it's so on the nose of what aliens are supposed to be yeah that like it you literally like mind. i'm almost like why this is stupid talking about it because it's just so like like a movie like it was just like a yeah big headed like the head was as the same size as the body clothes i'd never like what the hell is that i've never seen clothes like that before just chilling god gets out Oh, there's an earthquake right now. You're having an earthquake. Yeah, your sh- your your screen's moving. Podcast earthquake while talking about aliens. Holy crap! You're finally feeling an earthquake. Your whole room is shaking. I know. I've never. Oh, <gasps> I feel an it too. Before. Oh my god, I feel it too. Do you really? Yes, I'm sh- my. Oh my god, everything's. Oh my god, everything is like <laughs> waving. It's like a wave. <gasps> everything's super quiet. You guys, when there's an earthquake, it's not big enough to do anything. 
It's still going on. Still happening. Still happening. For me, it's done. It's still happening. Ooh, it's getting a little heavy. It's getting a little stronger here. Everything's kinda, dead quiet. It was kind of strong. The do- Just for everybody who's listening, I- I'm in the middle of an earthquake. Dogs were barking dead silent. When there's an earthquake, things are dead silent. There is no really? sound right now. Yes, it's dead quiet. I'm still moving. <laughs> I'm still having an earthquake. Jack is starting to bark. There was an earthquake the other day. Yeah. In yes, California, yep. but I didn't feel it. It was yesterday. I think it was, was it yesterday? So what is this, the aftershock? Like way le- yes. later? Yes. That's weird. Or a new one. We didn't feel one yesterday because we were driving. Yeah, I was... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty still, sure I was on the elevator. I'm that always shaking. happens to me. One time we went... Here's another story. This has just become story time with Aiden. One time we were in... Remember we were in Disneyland? I'm sorry. We wait. I'm still involved in earthquake here. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wait a second. Okay. It's over. That was kind of a big one. Holy crap. That was huge. Nothing yeah. Nothing shake, but like the blinds all shook. My mm-hmm. chair was rocking back and forth. Everything was swaying. It was a swayer. Nothing... Yeah, I don't know if anything in the house because I'm outside in the guest house. I thought for sure Holy that I was crap. just about to get killed for spilling some secret knowledge. <laughs> that was so crazy. Everything started shaking. You, I was like, here they are. There's a you, helicopter outside my window right now. It's <laughs> over. I'm going to get killed on a podcast. <laughs> you have pissed off the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I just pissed off the universe. Anyway, this li- I'll finish up with the, the – it was like straight up the clearest picture of – an actual alien I've ever seen. You could see like the face. I mean, it was like, it, it was like kind of scary, and it makes me feel weird to talk about it because every everything you look up online about like it showed it UFOs like and all this stuff, it's like look at it's like okay, that's photoshopped, or it's like oh, that's literally like hundred yeah. miles away. But like, I don't know. He just took pictures of literally an alien like twenty and you, you five were feet away. At, you were looking at that stuff straight off his camera, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Was, it yeah, wasn't it was like he downloaded it onto this computer because he doesn't know how to uh-uh. do any of that stuff. And he had a flip phone until like a couple of years ago. So this is no. a guy who does no knowledge. He is a lone wolf mountain man to the core. Yeah. So it's weird. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up because I'm a little, f- I'm going to go make sure everything's okay inside. Um, okay. Okay. So to wrap this up, other celebrities who believe in UFOs, and this is from newsweek.com, Katy Perry, who is a Santa Barbara native. Mm-hmm. She told GQ in 2014, quote, I believe in aliens. I don't know if that shocks anybody or not. Halle Berry told David Letterman, quote, I don't believe we are the only species in existence. Hold your hat for this one. Tom Cruise, who was Hmm. in War of the Worlds. I am an alien. Yes, told. (laughs) Yes, I am a theta, whatever there's (laughs) Scientology. He told a German newspaper, quote, are you really so arrogant as to believe we are alone in the universe? I'm having an aftershock mm. right now, by the way. Of course he's. Of course he said it like that. Yeah. Instead of just, I believe in aliens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and uh. I'm, I wrote, quote, he would know because he, by the way, he's rumored to be the third guy in charge in Scientology. And he is an third o- guy. He's an OT8, which is the highest you can go. And they actually believe that they can kill. They're here to kill aliens. If you read about Scientology, it's all alien based sci-fi writer started the whole religion it's not a it's a cult and he's an alien william shatner because obviously he's captain kirk um demi lovato told seth myers in 2014 that she watched a documentary about mermaids that might be quote alien species that lives in parts of the indian ocean where we've never explored before Hmm. now i watched a documentary recently about octopi octopuses (laughs) octopi 
and I'm convinced they're aliens. And I talked about it the whole time we were oh, on right, vacation yeah. in Hawaii. So I got you, Demi Lovato. Me personally, me. I think octopuses are animals, but <laughs> that's my opinion. They're aliens. They have nine brains. Um, and finally, Kesha said she saw quote a bunch of sp- a bunch of spaceships in Joshua Nash- Tree National Park, which is the clearest sky ever. Ever, it's beautiful, Southern mm-hmm. California. She says she was totally sober, so don't think she was drunk or high or whatever. She saw five to seven. They left and then came back in a different formation. So they kind of took off, came back, and her album Rainbow, which came out in 2017, um, there's a track called Spaceship, which I'm going to play us out to. And the cover art for this is her kind of naked in the water, looking at like a bunch of spacecraft that looks like it's coming above her and over her, which is a disc with lights around it, the typical kind of spaceship thing that you would think of. So I'll post that on Instagram too. So that's Alrighty. it, guys. Sorry we were on hiatus. We're back, and we're crazier than ever. <laughs> we sound yeah, like real. lunatics. This was a <laughs> UFOs, aliens, earthquakes. I mean, crazy episode. I'm literally going to be scared for the rest of the <laughs> night now. Well, because you're cool. at school, and school has, school starts to get back on Monday. Aiden goes to school over the summer, and yeah. you are alone in your, yep. your apartment building right now. There's nobody there because everyone's on vacation yeah. still. And this is weird. When I came back, I came to Sophie's room because – I'm just going to stay here instead. Yeah. Um, it was my girlfriend. Yeah. I, she locked the door and everything. Her, her roommate was like gone before her. I came back, the doors unlocked. <gasps> That's not good. And I was just able to walk in. So somebody unlocked that door. So now I'm scared because there's a murder right. in the closet and there's an earthquake and you phone. And there's an alien knocking down your door. So I get so, to, right. I get to pick her up from LA tomorrow so she can defend me. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that she would. Yeah. Okay, so follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Almost LA Podcast, at mm-hmm. Almost LA Podcast, and we appreciate you guys. Thanks for sticking around, and here is Kesha with Spaceship. All right. <laughs>